This episode is brought to you by George Foreman's Knockout Pain Relief. Welcome to the Yankee Death Star. My name is Dave and we have our first day of the All-Star break uh, for the next uh, today and the next three days after today. We'll be talking about the things that have been sticking out to us um, during the first half of the season. Uh, today, we're going to talk the simplest things that we can possibly think about, and that is stats. We're going to talk about uh, who's leading our team in RBIs, hits, and all these other things that I know everybody truly cares about. <clears throat> also, uh, we might even bring up pitchers today. We might not. We might save that for another episode. Um, but today, I'm pretty excited. I love to see how our bats are doing, especially half the year um, um, gone. We can make a decision on who's playing well and who's not, who needs to step it up in the second half, and who's playing well enough to continue doing what they're doing. But first of all, before we do any of that, I'm with Mark today. How are you doing, Mark? Yeah, man, I'm still kind of, you know, reeling from that loss. Like, let's face it. It was a tough one. It was probably the toughest of the season, but I feel like we've said that quite a few times over the last few weeks. And, you know, it just kind of, it's a good time to take a step back and kind of look at some things that, like you're mentioning, bigger picture stuff. Um, you know, let's, first of all, let's talk about it. Like we had a really, really rough series against the Red Sox. We also had a rough series um, against the, um, the Mets. That was really tough. And we were able to respond and come back and win this season, uh, the series against the Mariners and win the series against the Astros. Obviously, that last game is still kind of sticking with us a little bit, but it's a good time to look back and say, hey, I mean, we were reeling after those two, last two series, like I said, against the Red Sox and the Mets. And we were able to respond. And we're going to be fine. It does feel like a missed opportunity because the Red Sox um, and also um, Tampa they lost so we had a chance to move up in the rankings a little bit or at least close the gap slightly but we missed out on that but that's not the end of the world the key is that we've got to figure out how to get both our bats and our pitching performing at a high level at the same time because this season has kind of been you know one of those two have been performing well and the other one is you know really struggling and that's how the season is kind of going and it just kind of inverts yeah, Mark, you're absolutely right. It, it sometimes it gets a sti a, to become a very sticky mess. Uh, it's not fun to watch sometimes, and other times it's really exciting to see how everything is clicking together. But like we continue to say about this Yankees team is you don't want the team peaking at the beginning of the season. That's not how baseball goes. You want your team peaking at the end of the season when it truly, truly matters. And I think that's what we're we're about to watch here. You know, and let's just talk about the guys that have been playing well. Um, Let's go ahead and go over the guys, uh, the top five guys on our team that have the most hits right now. And then we're going to build off a, a picture off of that to let you guys see how the rest of the guys are doing. Um, DJ Mayhew has played 85 games this year and he has 92 hits. That's excellent. I believe he's on a 26 or 27 game on um, base game, um, you know, record right now or, or span. I'm whatever uh he's doing really well i i was really concerned with him in the beginning of the year but he's put things together 92 hit, hits is pretty um pretty good aaron judge has uh played in 84 games and he has 88 hits so yet again um he is averaging more hits um than games right now 
that's excellent. We'd like to see this. We'd like to see Aaron Judge have 150 hits. Um, we'd like to see DJ LeMahieu have uh, close to 200 hits. This is what we expect. This is what we'd like to see. Gio Urshela has played in 78 games and has had 81 hits. Great job by Gio. Um, obviously, he hasn't played um, in uh, some of the games. We're going to see more. I'm excited about seeing Gio playing well. He's made a couple of errors that's been rough to watch. Um, but all in all, Gio is one of our most consistent and best players on this team. So it's really exciting to see that. Um, then there's going to be a jump right here. Uh, um, Stanton has only 68 hits and played in 69 games. And Torres has uh, 67 hits in 77 games. So uh, those guys are still getting back in the flow of things. Obviously, they, they're not up to the 80s like Judge and DJ LeMayhew um, and Gio, really. Uh, but the reality is, is they're getting closer and closer to getting healthy and playing in every single game. And that's all we want by the end of the season, like we've been talking about. Peaking at the end of the season is the best thing. And looking at the hits, it's been really great to see that this team is starting uh, to play better. Um, you know, we'll talk about averages um, and we'll bring up the averages here in a second. But, man, Mark, I'm really excited about how these guys are swinging the bats. Yes, like you said, is we were struggling at the beginning of the year, but the second half of the first half of the season, it seems like these guys put it together. Yeah, at the low part of the season, we were getting reports from all these different teams that were saying nobody feared the Yankees hitters anymore and that all these guys that we're paying a ton of money to don't really have what it takes to, you know, um, hit the ball, you know, with the same type of force, the same type of power they were hitting it before, that they were washed up. You know, you're hearing it from everybody. So I'm just really proud of this team. I'm proud of Brian Cashman and um, the ownership, um, you know, the Steinbrenner family, like just that they didn't overreact. I mean, there's a lot going on and, you know, we were able to get through it. We were able to make an adjustment with Le Castro and we haven't seen the full effect of that, but Clearly, his speed on the bases is something that we're excited about. Um, and on top of that, he's shown that he's a good hitter, too. I think that's the type of improvements that we're going to look forward to seeing from Cashman. Um, we're going to find people that can add a new dimension, but aren't going to overhaul what we do as a team. Man, you're absolutely right there. I'm, I'm really excited about the way that this team is, is starting to click. Um, we're going to, like you said, we're looking to add players that are going to help this team, um, compete, uh, not take away from that. So, um, this is really going to be exciting as this team goes on here. Like I said, we're going to talk about averages. Um, let's go ahead and talk about Aaron judge who leads the team in averages right now in averaging, um, uh, batting average at 282. Um, I'm, I'm having a, uh, uh, you know, looking at all the batting average, obviously there's, there's like Miguel and Duhar and Luke Voigt. Um, and floral that are all in, the, in our top five. But the reality is, is that uh, I'm doing a minimum of 60 games in order for them to be included here. So that's why we're going to be um, skipping some of them. So obviously, if you're following along, you'll notice I miss, uh, I'm skipping Luke Voigt because he's only played in 29 games uh, and Miguel and Duhar because he's only played in 45. Um, so just making sure that you guys understand that there. Um, so again, Judge is leading the team at 282. That's excellent. I really um, believe that he can get that up to 300 because in the last six games, he has been batting well, um, or six games, 12 games, whatever it was that the stat was I saw, well over 300. So that's something that's great to see there. Um, 
Next guy is Gio. He's batting 275. Stanton, 270, which yet again is unbelievable. I love seeing Stanton um, swing the bat like this on a consistent level. This is huge because him and DJ LeMahieu are having the same batting average. I love this. I hate DJ being under 300, but guess what? You can't have every year be a 300 year. So I'm happy with him continuing to get better as time goes on. So we got Stanton and DJ at 270 and then Torres at 240. I don't necessarily like that from Torres at 240. He's a much better um, bat, uh, bat guy than at 240. But you know what? We'll take what we can get right now. Um, he's been playing 77 games this year. So I feel like that's good enough uh, for him to um, start getting better. Um, it really takes some of these guys a long time uh, to get swinging the bat normal. But out of all these guys, the most one person I'm not concerned about is Torres. Torres is going to get it. He's going to figure it out. And by the end of the season, he's going to end up the season uh, with a 290 or even maybe a 300 batting average. He's he's that type of player. So just relax. Give uh, Torres a break, guys, and realize that he is going to go on a crazy run in the second half. Yeah, I think that puts you in the minority there. I think most people are already freaking out on Torres and they're kind of giving up on him being the player that a lot of people know he still can be. So I appreciate your confidence and your faith there in Torres being able to you know, come around there. I got a lot of confidence in him too. It's not just you for sure, but um, you know, it seems like the people who have confidence in, in Torres right now are being quiet while the people who are doubting are being the loudest. Man, that's a good point. I, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what's going on with that, um, but I'm sure we'll see here. Um, all right, let's go ahead and bring up one of the stats that I'm least happy about this year. Um, we are one of the worst teams in this stat um, as far as this year. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because Mark brought up LeCastro um, and what he's meaning to this team, and I, I think this is going to go right hand in hand here. So let's go over it right here. We are talking about stolen bases right now. Glaber Torres leads a team, and he has a whopping six stolen bases, man. That is not good. That is not good at all. Tyler Wade, who was our one of our fastest guys on the team, has four stolen bases, okay? Um, DJ LeMayhew only has three. Clint Frazier has two. You know, Mike Tockman had two, but now he's no longer with us. Gio has one. Judge has one. Brett Gardner has one. That's it. That is fucking it. We need to get faster on the bases. We need to get better at the um, bases. Tim LaCastro is going to be that key right there. I really think that he is a, a big-time player as far as stolen bases go. So I think we have to take a step back and give him the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, listen, we're faster than we were um, in the first half. Now let's see us capitalize here. I don't think, like Mark said, we're not going to be looking to add a massive, massive contract or bat um, to this team. What we're going to be doing is adding players like LaCastro, like um, um, you know Luke Voigt in pa um, past seasons, Gio Urshela in past seasons. Uh, this is the type of um, guys that we're going to be adding to this team little by little. I am stoked about it, Mark. I cannot tell you enough how excited I am about these guys starting to get it. But first, and most, um, I think has to be most important, is trying to become aggressive on the bases because we've seen it work a couple times now where we scored guys on that stolen a base just before we saw it last game. 
and I this Torres stole a base, and then uh, I forget who got a hit. But the second that guy got a hit, Torres uh, came home and got a um, run. There's no way in the world Torres would have got home from first base, but he did from second base. we got to be more aggressive on the bases. Has to be one of those things that we do. So that's uh, stolen bases, Mark. Um, anything you want to add there with the stolen bases? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously we want to be faster. We want to be more aggressive, but we need to be disciplined because it's not just a lack of stolen bases. There's also been an issue with us being thrown out on the pads. So we got to figure that out. Um, but I think being more aggressive, you know, is probably something that can help us. Um, you know, it seems counterintuitive that if you're more aggressive that you would be getting thrown out more is what you would think. But I think the lack of aggression kind of leaves us in no man's land constantly. Good thought, man. Good thought. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about one of um, fans' favorite stats, and that's the home run ball. Um, Aaron Judge is crushing it right now, 21 home runs. Stanton has 15 in 69 games. Now, the next person I'm about to bring up, I want to say, has gotten a lot, a lot of shit from New York people, and I, I still don't understand why people are giving him so much shit. Uh, he's one of the best arms as a catcher. He just needs more time. And Gary Sanchez has played in 20, um, 69 games, and he has hit 15 home runs as well. So him and Stanton are literally tied for home runs. I love this, Mark. This is great. It shows you that, that not only um, Sanchez has that power, but Stanton's swinging the bat well. We don't expect Stanton to get 50 home runs every year, um, but I do expect him to get to that 30 mark. Um, that is a big mark for him. That is a big mark for us. Um, and if we can see Sanchez go um, hand-in-hand with Stanton there, that would be crazy awesome to see. Gio Urshela has 11, and um, Odor has 9. That's right, guys. Odor has 9 home runs. That's that's 9 home runs since we have picked him up from the Rangers. Um, man, I still cannot believe we got Odor, and they're literally paying, um, Rangers are literally paying him $12 million or $13 million a year while we're paying him $250,000. And it's going to be like this for at least three more years. So I, we're going to pay $750,000 for Odor over the next three years, where the Rangers are going to end up paying like something like $45 million. So we got a steal, plus sticking it to the Rangers um, for Odor. So thank you so much to the Rangers for Odor. And uh, that's the home runs, man. We're doing pretty well, I, I feel like that. We're you know starting to get on track again. Yeah, I mean, if you consider where we started out, it's pretty impressive that we've come so far. I'm, I'm really impressed with the consistency that Sanchez has displayed this season. Um, he really, really struggled over the last two seasons. And a lot of people were doubting him. You were one of the few people that were talking about belief in him still. So um, kudos to you. This guy has shown that he's still a big-time hitter. I just I believe in Sanchez. I've watched him grow up with the Yankees. And it's hard for me not to feel like, you know, he's one of my nephews where I have to cheer him on. I have to be positive about him because I have bought in to him. Just like Cashman, just like Boone, I've bought into Gary Sanchez being our catcher of the future. So when I see people are like, oh, let's sign this guy in the offseason or let's trade Sanchez for this guy. It frustrates me because Sanchez is one of the best catchers in the league. So (coughs) with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about RBIs. Uh, Aaron Judge has 47 this year, Stanton 42, Gio 38, DJ LeMahieu 36, Gary Sanchez 35. Um, the one that's really disappointing this right now is DJ LeMahieu at 36. But let me tell you this, Mark, I still think he's going to get 100 RBIs before the season's over. 
Um, in fact, I would be willing to wager some money on that. There is no doubt in my mind that um, uh, DJ Mayhew is going to have a second um, season breakout. And you guys got to take a deep breath because if he has 70 RBIs in the second half, man, that's going to catapult him into you know some crazy, crazy territory. And I'm excited about having an opportunity of seeing that because he's getting in the at-bats. He's getting the hits. He just needs to um, get to that point where he is a 330 hitter with runners in scoring positions again. Because if he can do that, it's all fucking over. I'm not betting against DJ. I mean, I know he struggled, but let's face it, man. He's a big-time player. So he's going to come on at the second half of the season. It's been pretty shitty to watch him struggle this year. But in the end, I know what type of pitter he is. I know there's a reason that people still fear him the most in our lineup. So he's going to be fine. We know that. And we're going to be fine as a team. So we're looking forward to figuring out, you know, what's going to happen next. This is season is going to get, um, you know, taken up a notch as soon as the All-Star break is over. We've got, I think, six games against the Red Sox in, you know, two weeks or less. It's something crazy like that. We got to, you know, take a look at that. We're not even looking at the second half of the season yet, but that's something we're going to break down coming up soon, too. So join us again tomorrow, and we've got a lot more Yankees talk for you guys. Thanks again, and this episode has been brought to you by George Foreman's Knockout Pain Relief.